Friday in the Garage. I'm Corey Cope. I'm Freddie Woff. Kickstart for you for June 19th, 2023. 19th. I know, right? Jesus. I know. So, uh, yeah. Let's just get right into it. Um, I didn't get over, I didn't go over a whole lot of Blu-ray stuff last week, but this Tuesday, if you guys listen to my new report, you're going to kind of get a chuckle out of this. There are three 4K releases coming out on Tuesday that what? we mentioned during my notary report. <laughs> what? Manchurian Candidate, The Firm, and Vanilla Sky. All three of them come out. <laughs> now, they're all, I think Paramount is handles both Vanilla Sky and The Firm, and Manchurian is Kino? Yes, Kino. Is it? Kino, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which a, with a great fucking cover. It's, a, it's one of the variable variations of the one sheet back in the day but it's really fucking great it's, it's super cool i love the cover for that game but keenan really fucks that shit up now yeah i when i saw that i'm like oh fuck man but there's a lot of cool stuff coming out that day i'm surprised anybody actually is going up against avatar because avatar hits um home video that a non-streaming home video on tuesday and there's like seven different covers that i've found because everybody's got to have their version of it you know Best Buy's got their version. Uh, Target's got their version. and But uh, who cares? Avatar 2 has been on Peacock. It's been on, it's on two different streamers right now. And I'm like, I don't, I could give two fucks. Uh, dude, I have never seen the first Avatar. So there's no chance I'm ever going to see this. Well, and Joey had asked me, are you going to, are you going to watch it? And I said, uh, when, before the movie opened in the theater, I'm like, no, because I don't want to sit there for three hours and 40 minutes. There's there's ass fatigue when it comes to that, and there's also because of the 3D, which again is the reason why you'd want to see it. You want to see the tech. You want to have that immersive experience. Because I've seen Avatar enough times, it ain't good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not a good movie. So I'm expecting more of the same with this. So if I'm not going to go to the movie theater to experience the the tech aspect of it, the immersiveness of it, then who gives a shit? Well, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I just don't. Yeah, um, I know you don't. I don't like Cameron. You stepped away from the mic. <laughs> I did because my I, th I thought the, I heard something. I thought Henry had uh, fallen and couldn't get up. Oh. He doesn't have he doesn't have his uh, life life alert on him. Oh. Um, sorry, <laughs> it's all right. It's funny. <laughs> no, it's not funny that you thought of falling, but I mean, funny that you stepped away. Well, I stepped away. I, I, I was like, I was trying to go as far as the cord of the headphones would go. And then I was like, fuck. So I just put him in. I peeked around the corner and I was like, where is he? And then he walked into frame and I'm like, okay, he's fine. Yeah. It's it's okay because I started talking about Avatar. It's a good enough reason to step away from well, it. Well, it's funny. Like I, I, I've, I've never seen the first Avatar. Um, and again, I felt like there were movies that like, I can't see 3D because of my fucking, uh, my right eye. Right. It, doesn't so I, I never cared enough to see it. And also I'm not a giant James Cameron fan. No, as I you know. But um I yeah, one it, it didn't it just come on is it on Peacock or Paramount Plus? It's on, it's on Max and Peacock. I think Peacock yeah, was the other one. But, but it's weird that it was on two streamers. I, I yeah. it very and I and neither one of them is the company that put the movie out. Right? Uh no, maybe oh dude, maybe it hold on. Was it, uh, Maybe it's Disney Plus. Maybe it's Disney Plus and Max. Hold on, I'm going to look it up because I'm going to. We're here to inform people. I don't want to inform them. Let's inform them correctly. All Let's right. not misinform. Oh, no, okay. I was right. So it is Max and, and Disney Plus. Oh, is it Disney Plus? I guess I must have seen that it was on Max. 
Cause it came up. Uh, yeah, I did. It came up when I opened up max, when I was looking to, when I was trying to find uh, season one of ghost brothers, it might even be on Hulu too. Cause they did that. I hate to use the word simulcast here when you're talking about streaming, but sure. <laughs> the, the shared, the shared streaming rights or whatever. They're just, it's just their own company who gives a shit. So how have people been enjoying the boys of summer series? Um, we just recorded Friday, this coming Friday's episode. It's a, it's a continuing trend of, <laughs> of enjoying the shit out of a movie to where we talk for almost an hour but like you know in the episode, and I think it's accurate now that I've kind of sat here for a few minutes thinking about it. It's probably our probably the movie of the four so far that we enjoyed the most. And I have to say, even though we know we don't know we don't know what to expect with the fifth one because it's I sure. mean it, it it's gonna be the it's gonna be our coldest movie we've seen as far as going into it. We I know I've seen it, but if I've seen it since that came out, what the hell was that? Two thousand? When was that? No, it was in 96, I think. Was it that old? Feels like it. Oh, yeah, 96. All right, well, there you go. <laughs> there you have it. See? It's been a while. It has a, it has a great one sheet. And as soon as you see, you're going to go, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's good. That, that's, but anyway, this, so this Friday show is is a good one, I think. I haven't even cut it down, but I just know we both had a good time talking about it. And... Hopefully it'll entice you to go out and watch it again because it's a uh, it's a great revisit. It totally is. So oh, but one more thing, I was yammering about the the oddness of John Wick being released on a Friday uh, on home video. Uh, guess what got its thirtieth anniversary release on Blu-ray? A scheduled thing. This didn't just this was actually supposed to happen. Disney and Buena Vista reissued. What's Did love got, again? <laughs> what's love got to do with it? Oh yeah, I saw that. That uh, was uh, well. You know, it's funny. Was it scheduled before Tina passed away? It had to because it just can't. There's no way they could have got it out that fast. Yeah, I mean, it must have been like I guess because it's the 30th anniversary, right? Yep. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. It's funny. I did. I had just watched the movie like in February, and I think it's because I had. Uh, I think I watched it right when I first. I guess it was, was I still in Atlanta? I don't know. I just watched it recently, like in February or March, because I was like, oh yeah. I was, and, I, and I watched it because I was like, oh, I was on a Fishburn kick. Right. And not remembering how much, I mean, it, dude, it, it's for, for a biopic, for, it's one of the better biopics right. of the last 30 years. I agree. Yeah. I'm sure it's going to sound amazing on this new version. I, I hope so. No one's again. It just it has just dropped, and there was no advance release on it. So, which is kind of a, a bummer. But that's what's going to be funny is not funny, haha. But for the only drag is that this because this is already in motion. Hopefully, they have some kind of recent interviews there, you know. But I don't. I have to anticipate this being kind of void of any extras, and we don't know much more about it. I mean, the the audio is a TBA on it, so we don't know any more about it. But one thing I got reminded as I'm looking down the rundown, I forgot that Kurt Loder co-wrote it. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. it, I feel like that's part of the reason why, you know, because he's a, he's a real journalist. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it, you know, I, I'm, I was glad to see his name listed that way as opposed to creative consultant, which usually happens yeah. when somebody's well-versed in in the, the subject matter. So it's nice to see that, but no, yeah, that was, uh, that was a weird release for it to get into. That was just Friday. So I'm curious about, um, I might, I might want to pick that up. I don't, it's still in a pre-order fashion. Maybe they pulled it. 
I'm looking at it right now. I think they pulled it. The release. Really? Oh yeah, they totally they totally pulled it. It was supposed huh. it was supposed to come out and they pulled it, probably because they want to put some retrospective on it or something like that. Yeah, I'm sure there's some they're gonna add some stuff to it. And yeah, that makes a little more sense. Anyway, so there you go. That's that's some exciting uh, optical action for you there to to peep and uh, yeah. What you got? You got anything special? <laughs> did you watch Avatar? <laughs> I did not watch Avatar, but I did. I, I would like to recommend that people watch Fright Club with Jack Osborne and the Ghost Brothers on Discovery Plus. It's also on uh, the new Max. God damn. Uh, since they've absorbed half their Discovery Plus shows onto Max, so if you have one, you can get rid of one. Possibly. <laughs> Both. Dude, Ghost Brothers. <laughs> I don't know why, but this stuff makes me laugh so hard. Oh, dude, um, I love what Jack Osborne's doing in that space is so fucking fun, dude. dude. Jack Osborne has some really fun shows on there. And yeah. uh, have you seen Fright Club? No, I haven't. I mean, seen really, it. It, it, they're, 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 it's it's him and these three guys, Ghost Brothers. They're out of Atlanta, and they're they had their own Discovery Plus show. Uh, yeah, I know who they. I know who those guys are for sure. They're funny, dude. They're super funny, and and again, it's paranormal. Ex, uh, you know, paranormal investigative show. I kind of they're like my guilty pleasures, like thing to put on and just sort of laugh and leave them on in the background, and every once in a while, be like, what. Oh shit, that's crazy. Um, but uh, check out Fright Club uh, if you haven't seen it. And also, uh, Jack Osborne has a Bigfoot uh, hunting show with Jason Mews. <laughs> Jeez. Jay and Silent Bob fame, which uh, is is also kind of funny. But yeah, Jack Osborne is doing some really fun stuff on Discovery Plus and uh, now on Max. Um, I mean, I, I was sort of aware of it, I, but I hadn't really delved into it until like the last you know, six or seven months, uh, right around Thanksgiving. I think I, you know, started watching cause I got discovery plus, uh, my brother had, uh, said, yeah, you gotta check it. You know, there, there was stuff on discovery plus I wanted to watch. So I, you know, I bundled it with something else and now I, now I can unbundle it. <laughs> but, right. Um, but, uh, these Jack Osborne shows, they're fun, man. And fright club is great because what they do, they it's, it's like a, it's like an open forum kind of thing. The four of them sitting there and sharing paranormal clips, whether they be ghost clips, UFO clips. Um, and some of them are pretty good, dude. You're, there's some of them you just can't explain away, but you know, the, the humor on the shows and the sort of way it's set up, uh, but Fright Club is a lot of fun. Who knew I needed more Jack Osborne? You know, I hadn't thought about Jack Osborne since the Osbournes. And so. that's what I have to say something about that. You know, there's been a lot of talking with that phrase, Nepo babies coming around, you know, just the nepotism in the business, whether it's music or movie, just in the in entertainment industry period. And I have to say what Jack has carved out. Yes. Yes. We all know. I mean, he, he has no illusions. He knows he started on third, Yeah, you know, and, but he doesn't, he understands that, he, but he, all the effort he's made to get to home plate has been his own. He's just taking advantage of a situation. He said some stuff I never thought he would have. When he did that, I don't know if you ever saw that segment. It was, I forget what show it was. I think it was Ozzy and Jack's World Detour. Mm -hmm. When they broke out the multi-track for Crazy Train. And then they they were just soloing tracks and just isolating his vocal, Ozzy's vocal. And, and it just, it's, one of those moments where he, you can see Jack isn't just sitting there. This, like you noted that my opinion before I saw or started seeing that show was Jack Osborne's persona via editing on the Osbournes. That, that was my, that, that was my only um, connection to him. 
Right. And an understanding of who he was and which it was all, we all know reality shows are bullshit. So especially that, that show, but he, he's really carved a fun little thing stemming from unscripted television. But I've been looking forward to doing that, to, to checking that out because he's, you know, he's been through some shit too. You know, what, he's, what's cool about it and him is his sincerity. It's dude. He's not, he's not tongue in cheek in it and he's not making fun of it. I mean, right. He really, I mean, he, it's his, the sincerity is what, uh, right. You know, sort of sells it. Right. He, the sincerity is what, uh, I find to be the most refreshing, uh, thing about it is because tongue in cheek in sort of poking fun at what, you know, but he's not, he, I mean, it's, it's a real thing. So, uh, and it really comes through in the show and the show is a lot of fun. The, uh, Fright Club show, right? When, and if you start watching that, you'll you obviously they'll start throwing you because there's he's got a couple other shows as well, right. um, and he's and he's producing all of them and, and good for him, man. Yeah, yeah. Because I know that he had a lot of uh, oh, you know no. there was a lot of bad press and he went you know he went down a dark road for a while. He did, um, but yeah, man, he's righted this. He's righted his personal ship. You know, the dude's been dealing with some shit the last ten years. You know, uh, dude, totally the M- the MS and yep. everything he's had to do to get through that shit. And yet he, oh, yeah. he still finds time to, to just keep living life. I mean, granted again, he has, he has those advantages that money gives him uh, as far as special treatment uh, for, for his MS and everything. And it's cool that he's able to do that. But like, you know, he just, he has some troubling years in his youth and yep. he's just going forward and he's doing whatever he can to keep doing what he's doing. And he's just having a good time. He has no illusions about how fragile life is. No, totally. For him to find out he had MS, considering Ozzy's dad, yeah, yeah, that's got to be, you know, that well, has to be overwhelmingly troubling to to one's, you know, self. And here's the other side of the nepo baby thing is like, look, sure, but dude, like the downside is, you know, there's, you know, as much as an upside as it is in a leg up into the business, there's still the fucking pitfalls that come with that. Right. And Jack went through all that. Right. He's sober now. He's cleaned up. And so for anybody who just thinks, you know, oh, he's such an easy road there. Well, nah. I mean, that, that easy road, some detours that like in, in everyone's life, you know, just as easy as it is to become famous. It's also, you know, easier and you have more access to the bad part. Right. But yeah, so that's really kind of all I've, you know, been, I've been watching a lot, of, a lot of the Jack Osborne <laughs> stuff on, uh, on Max and Discovery Plus. So there you go. Uh, the, the final uh, episode of this current season of Dave just ended uh, two weeks ago. I didn't get to finish until last week. Uh, this fucking show is so good. I mean, they've had some great guest stars this year. I don't want to tell anybody what happens in this last episode because... It's more than just a cameo, and it's somebody that it's just well part. It's well ingrained, ingrained into the story, and it's fucking so funny. Between that show and Barry, I, and, I mean, Barry's done now, but Dave will be back. But fuck, dude, and Dave is such a f- hysterically funny show, and, and of course, it's, I mean the people involved in it are, are just funny, funny people, and they write some really poignant shit in between the comedy. It's fucking good. Anyway, if you haven't seen, have you ever seen Dave? Dave is on FX and uh, watch it from the beginning. Don't just, you just, it's a, it's an experience. And uh, and when you feel like you're getting lost in the show, you feel like oh, it's going off the rails, just stick with it because it always comes back around and you never get anything. 
You never shown anything that's not important to the stories being told. You feel like it might be off the chain, but it's not. It's it's all there and for a reason. There's no erroneous bullshit in there. Anyway, so yeah. I I haven't been watching too much other than stuff for the show. Um, I'm prepping for the trip. Um, oh fuck, dude. All right, so <laughs> I got um, those AirPod Maxes, you know, those big Apple headphones yep. that, that have spatial audio. I, and I'm listening to the spatial uh, audio remix of Wish You Were Here, the the Pink Floyd album. And there's sounds in there. I'm like, dude, they added that. You know, you're thinking yourself, they added that while they were mixing. That's not, that wasn't, a, dude, no. 100% I was reading an article about it. Everything there's just things that you can never hear before. They were always so far down the mix. And if you mixed it out or you mixed it up, it would ruin the other mix. So to have that extra space where they can put the sounds back behind you to your left. And it's like that. It's, it's fucking so immersive. And I'm like, holy shit. Nine, well, I was saying seven times out of 10, the Atmos spatial audio remixes don't really aren't very effective. Right. But that one was one of them that was just like, fuck me, dude. I'm like, that's, if somebody sat down and said, hey, try out these headphones to experience spatial audio and a surround audio with these headphones, that's one of the songs I would play would be Money. And it's, it would sell headphones. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> it would sell, it would sell, it would sell devices. It's really fucking cool. I'll say this, it's Apple's best tech ever. That's awesome. It's pretty fucking cool. And movies with it. Holy shit, dude. The movies, if it's an Atmos mix, it it's fucking fully immersive. It, it, I was also looking for something I can use when I get home at night, when I'm here and get home at 12, 15 in the morning. I want to, I want to watch something and not have fucking subtitles on and watch it in stereo. You know, I want, I want, if I have the ability to watch it in surround, I want to hear it in surround. And it's a, such a great emulator. It's fucking bitching. Again, it's not cheap, but it's worth it. Um, cool. Hey, so I know what. It, so here's the thing: uh, new John Mellencamp record dropped on Friday. Oh shit! Yeah, fuck! I almost forgot to bring that up. Yep, Orpheus descending. Yeah, John's seventieth album. I don't know. I mean, I'm not. Uh, I'm not counting. But uh, yeah, it dropped on Friday. And uh, I mean, I had heard the. I had heard the single "Eyes of Portland." He did. I think he opened the show with that. Yeah, when I saw him. But uh, I'm. You know, I, I've done one first pass on the record. It's really good, man. Um, it's, you know, it just continues that strong sort of, uh, you know, his last three albums have been real. They're almost like, they're almost at this point, they're almost like spoken word because, you know, yeah. his, uh, his voice is, is, I mean, it's not as strong as it used to be uh, there, but you know, it, he's moved into another, uh, it's like Leonard Cohen, dude. He's starting to, he's starting to become Leonard Cohen. Uh, you know, he's just sort of moving down that road, but still like his observation and his wordplay and, the songwriting is what, uh, you know, really, really stands out on these last, uh, three records. And this one's good. I mean, I've only listened to it once, uh, cause it came out on Friday and I can't wait to sort of, you know, get into it deeper, but I, I got the alert, like we were talking last week on Spotify, you know, like the day of, like I, I woke up and I'm like, you know, open Spotify and I'm like, you know, new music for you. <laughs> I'm like, God, dude, is there just no warning anymore? Do they just drop shit on you? But um, it's a, it's a good, solid uh, Mellencamp record. Um, I enjoyed it quite a bit listening through it. It's real mellow. I mean, it's, you know, 
but again, it's it, it's what we've come to sort of expect from um, Mellencamp. The the the, the uh, band is amazing. Uh, the uh, lyrics deep, clever. Uh, you know, it's all the things you'd want from a John Mellencamp record in 2023. I had downloaded it um, on Apple Music last week because it's God. Well, I mean, that's my preferred method. I I listen to lots of things on Spotify when I'm in the car because it just works better in the car. And uh, I like I like the playlist and how it functions a little bit better than Apple music, but Apple music with those new headphones is amazing when it's a done proper mix. So Orpheus descending is actually high res lossless audio, even if you're just listening to it in stereo, but it's also at Atmos mix too. So I downloaded it with the intention to listen to it on, uh, on headphones and just enjoying that laying on the couch and just kind of listening to it in the dark. <laughs> Just, yeah, no, just, no, it's because uh, it, it's to me like based on his kind of music and especially at this latter point in his career, it feel like it's more it's a much more intimate record and uh, more it's more his stuff is more intimate. And I, yeah, I'm thinking absolutely. that it might be like that. Throw some headphones on and just kind of like and just kind of envelop it, let it envelop my head and my ears a little bit. But I'm, I'm looking forward to listening to it because also on Friday, the new Donna Missile album came out and that's her first independent release after getting dumped by unceremoniously by her record company uh, last year. Weird. It's, it's funny to fast forward a year later and have that recovery of always being on a major label and then put out a full record with friends and family and, and uh, in it be, it's very personal. You, you listen to it. It's like, you can tell like half the songs are basically a fuck you, the record company for doing what they did. But you know, it's all in the guise of a love song. Or, sure. a, or a breakup song, if you will. Yeah. But no, I'm listening. Yeah, I got to crack that melon. As soon as you said melon camp, I'm like, oh, fuck, I forgot about that. That came out. Yeah, that's a, there's some good music. <laughs> By the way, that's a, I'm noticing that like when there's like big major artists, I don't mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to diminish either of the artists that we just mentioned, but I feel like when there's huge people, when I say superstars, I'm talking like the Taylor Swifts and the Ariana Grandes, like the current pop people that really draw a lot of uh, attention. People usually stay away from releasing their material anywhere near that stuff because that's all people are going to talk about. If you're trying to gain any kind of traction, that's not the time to do it. But I noticed that when there's a big influx of recognizable artists being put out there, like like just this last Friday, makes you go like, who's got a big release coming up? Like who's a major superstar that's coming up? Because I feel like <laughs> Fridays, if they get jammed up with so much music, you're like going, fuck, I can't, I'm going to have to remind myself that this came out so I can listen to it later. That you usually in that kind of uh, flood of new music, it's because something big is coming from another artist down the line. I don't, I don't know who it is, but. What, one other quick thing I was going to ask you. So you, you listen to Spotify, obviously. Do you listen to their DJ thing? That, that, uh, no. Where it sort of, it takes music you've listened to and then it runs an algorithm and it, then it plays new music that you might like, but it goes through oh, yeah, the play yeah, block yeah, yeah, that. with the talking, the, ah, this is DJ X. Now, let me, do you listen to that at all? Uh, not with a, not with a DJ, but I listen to, I'll listen to those algorithm developed mixes though. Yeah, well, the mix, but now there's a new thing and it's in beta. It's called DJ and it's literally, it's like, it opens up and there's like a little wave and it's an AI DJ and he's talking to you and, uh, you know, he's like, oh, here's something. And, and basically it's giving you a whole spiel. It's like a DJ. It's like, there's a, so it feels more like you're listening to radio. You, you're just not going to make any sense, but because you haven't listened to it, but dude, my DJ, I don't know if it, that's why I wanted to ask you is it, my DJ sounds like Wolfman Jack. <laughs> And I don't know if that's intentional or I got to think that it is, 
Um, but he sounds very much like an AI-generated uh, Wolfman Jack type voice. And it, but it's kind of funny um, because you know some of the stuff that they recommend is it's, it's cool, and I'm like I'm like uh, I'm discovering music that I probably wouldn't. And again, some of it's good, some of it's bad. It's like, I'm not going to make playlists, you know, but I don't mind it coming up in the mix of stuff that I listen to. Cause what I find is all my pre-made mixes are basically just, you know, they're the same. They're just the, <laughs> the orders of the songs are different and right. they'll be like, Oh, Hey, here's best of rock 81. And here's, um, uh, you know, whatever rock songs from the 80s and they're the same fucking artists and it's the same basically there's a lot of it's the same songs just you know in a different order but this is kind of interesting because it'll play me it goes back from the time that you started spotify and in it in but it'll play blocks and it'll play like here's some songs you were really hot on in the summer of 2017 and it'll play like five or six tracks and the dj comes back in and gives you a spiel and here's some stuff we don't let you know but it's kind of interesting, you know, because we've been talking about AI lately, but it's it's uh, it's the AI DJ. Here, I'm going to play just a moment of it so you can hear this Wolfman Jack knockoff voice. Hang on. What's going on? It's your DJ X here. It's Sunday. If you're doing the Father's Day thing, enjoy that. I got your music right here. Going to get you started with Cheryl Crow and that kind of stuff. Jeez. I mean, I don't know how it sounds third person but dude it, it's did the wolfman jack thing i was like laughing because i was like why does that kind of sound like oh my god they tried to make him sound a little like wolfman jack it sounds like kevin hart doing wolfman jack yeah totally like somebody trying to do wolfman jack yeah 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 totally but i'm but it's all ai so i'm they're, they're, they, somebody had to say you know somebody had to make it try to sound like wolfman jack no um i also didn't mention that there is a new queens of the stone age that just came out there's Killer Mike is the other one half of Run the Jewels. They have a new record. Uh, I've never been into them very much, but King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, mm-hmm. those guys are such a trip. I mean, they're the ultimate jam band. Those guys create instruments just so they can put down whatever is in their head onto tape because they, they have these weird sonic ideas in their head that just their traditional instruments aren't capable of producing, so they'll make their own. Anyway, I'm bringing them up because they have a record and their record titles are always so ridiculous. So I'm going to read this. I'm going to stumble over it. So I'm going to have to repeat myself or try to re-say it more than once. I know I will. So the album is called Petrodragonic Apocalypse or Dawn of Eternal Light and Annihilation of Planet Earth in the Beginning of the Merciless Damnation. Hmm. Okay. Sometimes I think they just sit around and get fucking baked and like, and they just start shouting out words and then let some, let some uh, five year old decide what words they're gonna use. Dude, right? Like, <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah but uh, good for them. Um, but but there is one more thing, and I, I want to kind of tie it to to John Mellencamp. Who is the one? Who's the bass player that's played with him? Female that the people may recognize Michelle Nadigdicello. Yep. She has a brand new record that just dropped on Friday as well on blue note. So there you oh, go. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. How's that? I dig her. Yeah. Yeah. It's, there it's we wild. go. So there, Oh, so the other thing was, since we're talking about AI, um, black mirror season six just hit on Netflix on Friday. And the first episode with Annie Murphy called Joan is awful. And it's all I've seen so far. It's so fucking good. And I don't want to say anything more than I may have already kind of buried the lead by saying it's AI related, but I think they kind of tease that in the trailer. It's okay. 
the episode is so fucking good, and it's it's the quintessential uh, season opener uh, of Black Mirror, where it's just, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm I'm guessing you said Annie Murphy and not Eddie Murphy. I said Annie Murphy. Okay, because at first I was like, with Eddie Murphy, what? And then I was like, that's you people. <laughs> Kidding. It is, Eddie but Murphy. I, I saw that it had dropped. I just haven't gotten into it yet. It's it's solid. It's solid. Yeah. I would hope so. If you want to follow the show on the Twitters or the Instas or the Letterbox, it's at Karate Pod. Also, Culprit97 on Insta for Corey and Corey underscore Culp on Letterbox. If you'd like to follow me, you can follow me at Rock and Roll 33 on your Instagram. Or you can follow me at Tom Cody on Letterbox. That's Tom Cody on Letterbox. Or you can just follow me. I'm not driving. Around town? Make sure you share your location of people so they can track you. Yeah, like, always. Like, like a shark tracker. By the way, if you don't have, if that's available, you need- there's no way you can keep my car down with two barrels. 